Shaq gave up $40 million in a Reebok deal because an old lady called him a mother effer. But let's get right into the story. But as a preface, if you don't know, Shaq is probably one of the most successful pro athletes ever. Because we've all heard stories of pro athletes basically losing all their money, right? Shaq is not one of them. Like, you can learn a lot of things from Shaq and how he manages and puts his money where he wants to put his money. So let's get right into the story. So Shaquille O'Neal says his best business story is the time he walked away from a $40 million Reebok sneaker deal. While on the Full Send podcast on Thursday, the four-time NBA champion recalled cutting ties with the brand he repped throughout his playing career after a lady ripped me a new a-hole while living the arena one day. So Neil said the woman called him a mother effer for charging young kids so much money for shoes. I had $2,000 in my pocket. I said, lady, I don't make the prices. Here you go. And she smacked the money out of my hand and said, why don't you mother effers make a shoe that's affordable? So the scolding was a moment of realization for O'Neal, who decided to turn down his $40 million five-year deal with Reebok. I was like, you know what? She's right. So that day, I cut ties with Reebok and started my own brand. He recalled, I said, keep the money. This ain't right. I'll still wear the shoes I'm wearing during the season, but I'll be looking to do my own thing. So I started the Shaq brand. I went to my favorite store, Walmart, and we did a deal. I was in all the stores and my price point for the shoes was $29 to $19. And since then, we sold over 400 million pairs. It's not kids that don't want to wear $20 shoes. They don't want to wear shoes that look like they cost $20. And this is actually a pretty important thing, right? Because he understands that there's like this hole in a marketplace for various reasons, right? There's a hole in the marketplace because obviously you got all these celebrities, these pro athletes doing these massive brand deals with these companies because the companies know that they could charge like, you know, $100 plus per pair of shoe, right? Which isn't really any different than like a $20 pair of shoe, right? It's just a brand name, right? But they also understand like Shaq specifically understood that like there's an issue within like this community that can only afford a certain price point, but they're still not even going to get it because one, it looks like it's poor shoes, right? But then two, it's the peer pressure of other kids basically saying like, hey, you're wearing some really crappy shoes. Like, what are those? You know, that whole like meme thing. Like, what are those? And people point at those shoes and like laugh at them and all that kind of stuff, right? So he understands this because it's like a multifaceted issue. But also you got to think about it too. 400 million pairs, like over 400 million pairs at like a price point, let's just say $20. That's a lot of revenue. Like that is a lot of revenue. That's nearly a billion dollars in revenue. So there was no bad blood between O'Neill and Reebok after he turned them down. 
He said he brought along designers from Reebok with him to join his Walmart deal. So Neil's relationship with Reebok began in 1992 when he signed a $15 million multi-year deal with the brand. He went on to launch his popular Reebok Shack Attack and Shack Gnosis shoes and sported Reebok throughout his entire NBA career. So earlier this year, O'Neal was part of a mega deal with Reebok after the brand sale to Authentic Brands Group, ABG, in which he has owned shares in since 2015. Now, see, this is also uh, a key point to understand, right? This statement, which he has owned shares, right? Because you got to understand something. There's a lot of pro athletes, and you've probably seen videos like this. It's like, oh, how I spent my first million as like a pro basketball player. How I spent my first million as a, you know, NFL player or an NHL player and all this other kind of stuff, right? This is the problem and this is why so many pro athletes go broke and they end up having to work at like McDonald's after their pro career, right? Which might only last like a couple years, not even like five years, okay? Because they might get injured or something. They might get in trouble with the law, all this sort of stuff, right? So this is something that you could really understand just in how Shaq approaches things, right? He always views things in like a very evergreen format, right? By like putting money and like investing into shares of a company, he's believing in the ownership of something, Right now, you may not also know this, but Shaq is one of the first people to, I believe, actually who invested into Google as well. Right, so he has always had a track record of investing a good amount of money very quickly, very early on, into things that have the potential to be evergreen and grow exponentially. Right, and this is the type of thing that you can learn from someone like him, right? Because you don't need the amount of money that he has to do what he does, right? You do things at a much smaller scale, right? The main thing is to build up your financial foundation to the point where you have enough free cash flow to actually go and do something similar to this, right? And the smaller scale of these things, right, is basically after spending all the money that you know you need to spend for like your monthly living expenses that you need like all of your needs are covered every single month on top of that you put your money into things that have a chance for compounding interest or basically to grow exponentially this is real estate this is the stock market this is potentially creating a business that can grow exponentially right in a field that is undeserved Right, which is you know, in this smaller price point of specifically like athletic shoes, so it's just something to really like learn from this is that like when you have extra money, view it in the sense that you're trying to make that money make even more money, right? Because the problem that a lot of people have is that anytime they end up like getting paid, they think what they are getting paid is actually how much money they actually have to spend. For example, someone like a pro athlete might like sign like a million dollar contract every year for like two years, right? So they're thinking, oh, you know, I have $2 million coming in. That's not actually the case because they're not factoring in any of the taxes. 
any of their expenses that they have. They're going to end up spending a lot of money because they think that they're actually going to get a million dollars, but it's not the case. It's the same way, same problem with lottery winners, right? Lottery winners who never had basically any money to their name, they end up winning like $20 million, right? So guess what? They end up spending like they actually have $20 million. But if you've ever seen how the taxes and all that kind of stuff work with the lottery, it's actually way more expensive than just a, a typical income type of tax. So that $20 million winnings, if you were to take the lump sum, is more like $8 million after everything's said and done, right? So you're not actually spending with like an amount of $20 million. You're really actually spending only with like $8 million, but people end up spending way more than that because they don't understand the process of money through basically the system, right? Through the government system, right? So it's something to really understand. Anytime you end up wanting to like, like anytime you're basically starting to make like decent amount of money, start viewing in, viewing things in the like the light of trying to get involved in things that can outlive yourself, right? Now, everyone wants to enjoy their money while they're still alive, all that kind of stuff. That's fine and dandy. But you should still set up things that can outlive you, right? That's like creating a business, right? That is like investing into like a real estate portfolio. That's like investing into the stock market, specifically more like following the S&P 500 for the compounding interest. So like every seven years, you can basically double your money so that you can consistently continuously increase your net worth, continuously increase the amount of money that's coming towards you for generations, right? Because then the money will basically never run out as long as you keep that. As long as you keep the fundamental idea of spending less than what you make and basically investing the rest, you do very well in life. So it's just something that you could learn from Shaq, right? If you look up to him or if you just even just heard about him. By the way, if you need help with getting out of debt, go check out 40inbox.com. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money and this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.